what do you what is something that you wish that people understood that goes beyond the sort of spooky um you know halloween uh caricature of people who happen to believe in your traditions um as far as wicca we do not do all of the stuff you were told as horror stories when you were growing up mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you don't dance around naked in the woods not most of the time <laughs> <laughs> My name is Leo WT, and you have found your way to the Conversations Podcast. Conversations exist to create spiritually-minded conversations about life. We desire to create safe space for dialogue and community. We desire to come together regularly and intentionally to generate conversations about life, belief, and the intersection of the two. Everyone is welcome at the conversation. Hey, friends. Hi. How are you? My name is Leo WT, and I am here with my friends Megan and Kindle, and we are here to have a little bit of a perhaps aptly timed Halloween discussion. Um, we'll let you decide if it was if it was funny or ironic or just interesting that we decided to chat today. But I am excited that these folks came to join me for a discussion on uh, spooky spiritualities, why we demonize what we don't know. So for those of you who don't know, uh, who are wandering onto here for the first time or who are finding me through Megan or Kindle's page, um, this is Conversations. We desire to come together regularly and intentionally to create spiritually minded conversations about life, belief, and the intersections of the two. And absolutely everyone's voice is valued at the conversation. And today we're coming together to have an intersectional conversation about different faith systems, different spiritualities, different religions, and why, especially during spooky season, we have a, a tendency to demonize um, people who are not like us. I wanted to name this episode, Why We Demonize the Religious Other, but then I actually realized that there was a subtle condescending nature in my own words by labeling someone else as a religious other and assuming centrality of my faith. And so I specifically steered clear of that title, but I wanted to let you know that that's something I'm actively working on as much as I'm talking about actively working on it. So with that caveat being said, one more thing, to get out of the way housekeeping wise and then we'll pitch it over to my friends to intro themselves but I, it's really important that folks know that when we have a conversation no one person has to bear the weight of their entire belief system. So with my friends that are speaking today, and this is a thing that people tend to do to people who are other than Christian, right? Is we tend to um, put that one person as like, if you know a minority person, like if you know a gay person, that gay person speaks for all people. If you know a Muslim, that Muslim speaks for all people. If you know a Satanist, that Satanist speaks for all people, but that's not actually true, right? When you have met one Satanist or one Wiccan or one Christian, or one Muslim or one atheist, you have met exactly one. And I want to put that out there here. So my friends are coming to this conversation in good faith to engage in it. And I would love if we could respond in good faith to not be egocentric and to really be open to hear whatever comes out in this conversation. So uh, with that being said, I am going to let Megan introduce themselves and then we'll, we'll pass it on over to you, Kindle. All right. Hi, my name's Megan. My pronouns are she, her. Um, and I am a member of the Satanic Temple. I have been for a little over a year. Um, I fully, fully absolutely support them and everything that they do because they are 
not what everybody thinks they are because we hear Satan and we think, oh, bad, because that's what Christianity has led us to believe is that Satan bad. Um, but I'm here to tell you, no, not so bad. I'm a really nice person. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We will get into just a little bit further on. We will get into the how, what, why that you decided to join the TST, but we'll pass it on over to Kendall for their introduction. Hey, everybody. My name is Kendall. Um, I am a fourth year MDA student at Iliff School of Theology, and I am a Wiccan priest in Southern Missouri. (laughs) I've been paying these are things that I always assume go together Wiccan priest in southern Missouri yeah um I've been pagan most of my life I was born and raised Lutheran all right my family's still Lutheran all right interesting I cannot wait to dive into that conversation (laughs) um yeah absolutely I'm really excited to have you here because I think it's really important that folks um be able to draw a delineation between Wicca and witchcraft also. So we'll get into that a little bit. Actually, would you mind starting us off with that real quick, just so people can understand what Wicca is and what it isn't real quick, and then we'll kind of spin that around to uh, back to Megan, okay? Uh, with the caveat that this is my interpretation and not everybody shares the same one. Absolutely. Um, Wicca is one division, one specific tradition. Uh, witchcraft is how you go about it, which is why there are Christian witches. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. I, I have to, I'm actually hoping to, and maybe you can help me on this, but I'm hoping to have a conversation about Christian witches because I do know several. Uh, the problem mm-hmm. is, is that, you know, we, people demonize what they don't know. And mm-hmm. so um, it's really, really hard to explain that. So how did you come around to Wicca, um, you know, having come from the Lutheran church? Um, starting with being a vegetarian and environmentalist and animal rights activist. And I looked at the Bible and went, everything in the world belongs to humans and we're screwing it up. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, a a faith where men and women are treated equally. Women Mm -hmm. aren't told they can't speak. Women aren't told they can't do certain things. Um, just made a lot more sense. I was introduced to the Cubs group at my back in South Carolina where I grew up, which okay. is the Covenant Unitarian Universalist Pagans. Okay. Um, I didn't even know the religion I was practicing was a modern religion until one of my mom's coworkers told me. <laughs> there you go. I think that is too a common notion because especially if we're operating from like a Christocentric sort of way of life, people just hear pagan and they think, you know, like Old Testament or they think like biblical times, but they don't realize that that's an actual thing here and now. Yep. So it's kind of interesting that you're, you know, reading the Bible led you to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, reading the Bible and growing up in South Carolina get lots of examples of what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how that would happen. <laughs> no, I don't know. And also being gender nonconforming, transitioning and everything else. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work in that setup. At right. Least not for me. Right. Other Absolutely. people it does. <laughs> and you mentioned that you're in seminary, correct? Yep. Are you in a theology? School? Yep. Methodist. Uh- Okay. All right. All right. So the plot thickens here. Ooh, me too. Same seas. 
Hi, Megan. Like you're, you're let, let's hear a little bit about you. Let's hear a little bit about your unique journey that brings us to 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 yourself today with your fabulous makeup. Well, I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh no, no I just really like doing makeup and I like doing really fun makeup. It's just yes. it's, it's a fun hobby for me. Um, I'm here for it. <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, so I grew up in a Methodist church. My mother was the choir director. Okay. And okay. she also played the organ. So right. I was in that creepy church constantly. But the thing is, is that the church is next to the library. Mm-hmm. So I would get bored. And my mom be like, go over to the library, get out of my hair. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> and she would send me over to the library. And I started like, I'd come back with stacks of books. And I actually mm-hmm. found the religion section. And I said to my mom, like, hey, uh, so there's all these religions um how are we sure that we're right and Mm -hmm. she didn't have an answer for me and she instead told me like you don't have to come to church if you don't want to if you're feeling that like this is something alarming for you and you're not getting the answers that you need you are a whole person who can think for themselves which kudos mom Yay, no, it comes back around. Uh, <laughs> uh, it does. Yeah, um. no, it does. Uh, real bad. But um, <laughs> no, and I, I spent a lot of time being atheist. I did actually look into Wicca for a little mm-hmm. while. And it was just the belief structure for me was I, I can't I can't personally get into anything that has a belief structure mm-hmm. because I, I so the number one tenet is like we're responsible for ourselves, mm-hmm. Satanism. So what led me to that is if I fail a class, praying is not going to help. You mm-hmm. know, like nothing's going to help that. Mm-hmm. I did that. Me. Mm-hmm. I'm also the one that's in charge of passing the class with flying colors. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's kind of what led me. To there and I started doing a lot of um, research on the different types of church because like the old Anton LaVey like you know satanic bible right that is so can I swear do you mind if I yes oh no go for it go, go to town okay that is I thought so... you were like can I swear on something no you can say <laughs> no <word>. no <laughs> so fucking edgelord I am so sorry but like yeah. that shit like and there was just like there was a lot of stuff in there about like magic too, which I really couldn't get behind. I mean, if I couldn't get behind Wicca and this is no offense to Kendall, like whatsoever. Okay, great. Uh, (laughs) That's just something that I couldn't get behind And like, but that was the thing that I loved about Satanism was that you can, you can kind of pick and there's all different types of sex of Mm -hmm. Satanists. Mm -hmm. You can kind of pick and choose. And I think when I found the satanic temple, I started immediately being like, all right, I belong to this, but I never Mm -hmm. really took the steps. I've actually been identifying as a member of the satanic temple for about three years now, Mm -hmm. but actually took the step a little over a year ago. Right on. You know, what's interesting is I know, I know like handfuls of people um, in my town that are members of the satanic temple or that are Wiccan as well. And it's, there's almost this, it's almost like a coming out of sorts that you have to do if you're not an Abrahamic faith. By Abrahamic, I mean Christian, uh, Jewish, or Islam, right? Socially Uh, accepted. 
Yeah, sort of the big mm. three, right? Now, now there are problems, uh, especially with how the world relates to Muslims and how Christians relate to Jews. Like, so I'm not glossing over those. There are massive flaws, right? But they, they are sort of the big three in terms of numerical yes. um, order. What do you think from your perspectives, both of you, I'd like to hear from both of you on this. Why do you think it, it is so hard to just simply come out? Or why do you think you have to even come out as, um, as you know, respectively as a, a Satanist or as as Wiccan. What do you think that's like and, and how that plays out in our modern society and public discourse? Do you want to go first, Megan? Um, sure. Well, I have okay. a question in my head. Um, <laughs> um, it's socially acceptable mm -hmm. or it's not socially acceptable. And being ostracized in a society, any kind of society, is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. But um, it, because of lockdown i got to the point where i was like i don't really even like society i don't really right, like, right. Society. like i can stay in my house with my cat we're good yeah exactly my cat that my husband snuck in and took out because <laughs> he was screaming uh <laughs> but yeah no um i i don't i still don't come out and tell people like when they're right. you know like oh you just gotta have faith or this or that i'm like yeah dude i'm a satanist i believe in yeah, nothing. You're, not, you're not like at the grocery <laughs> store like by the way <laughs> TSD yeah, um, <laughs> yeah um i mean you can tell because i wear a lot of black craft shit <laughs> you know but i mean you can kind of tell right that, you know i i follow an alternative religion but a lot of people don't like come out and ask. I actually have a friend who was just like, wait, like a very good friend of mine that I've had for years. And I was telling him about this podcast and like, yeah, I'm going to be on this podcast and I'm going to talk about Satanism. And he's like, wait, you're a Satanist. <laughs> and I like actually got out like my certificate and my like card and I was like, and I took a picture and I sent it to him and I was like, yeah. And he's like, I, I, we just, we need to have a conversation. Are you going to hurt me? And I'm like, what? You've known me for fucking years, dude. Yeah, right? Like, this is not that. So what about uh, what about you, Kendall? What, do you, what are your sort of experiences and thoughts on, like, how you kind of came out into your faith and why you think that's even necessary? Um, for me, it's been quite a very long journey. As I said, my family's extremely conservative lutheran okay and has so been like was missouri senate or is that what it is that's the more no they were supposedly elca but this was also the 1970s so okay. things have changed a little bit okay <laughs> um and as megan said i raided the library i hid every mythology book i could find because i was like this is not working mm -hmm. <laughs> I hit every ancient history book. I created my own setup. And when I was talking to my mom's coworker, I was about to leave for college. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had no clue. <laughs> How dare those liberal colleges corrupt us with that thing called knowledge and books. <laughs> oh, and then being pagan at the in College of Charleston was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not exactly a liberal city right there. Um, but I've lived all over the East Coast and pretty much every place I've lived, I've kind of had to slide my way into, um, as you said, coming out. 
mm-hmm. because there's been 2,000 years, well, 2,500 years of anti-everything except Abrahamic faiths, mm-hmm. even arguing over how Jesus or one of the prophets said something. Yeah. They will kill each other over. Absolutely. What did, did you have, what has the reaction been like? You know, like Megan said, she had a friend who was like, really? Did you have any sort of reactions when people, you know, when you would, would come out to people and say that you, that you were Wiccan? Um, one of the things I did was arrange for us to have public circles on the state house grounds in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Which, trust me, was a fun adventure. (laughs) And we'd have people coming up to us going, why do you have children here? I'm like, it's midday at lunchtime in the middle of the city. Right, right, right. Hi, we're not sacrificing kids. We're not doing this. We're not doing all the other stuff you've been told we do. Yeah. Here's proof. Sit there and watch. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let it, like, let it happen. I'm not ashamed or afraid of this. So. Yeah. And I was very blessed to find some amazing teachers, including the one I moved to southern Missouri from Massachusetts to study with okay (laughs) little culture shock right right just a tad just a tad little tad (laughs) um what are some of so I kind of have this theory in my head that a lot of times religion functions in society as sort of an identifier right like we don't have varsity jackets once we get out of high school that says I did this or I did that you know what I mean but I feel like human society is ordered around community and communal gathering and it's funny because even now especially like you'll see especially in the pandemic people gathering around the idea of not liking people you know what I mean like these are common trends like we still want solidarity and so I feel like a lot of times religion um, can function to build that solidarity but what are some what are some of the beliefs that that your respective um, faith systems, spiritualities, however you want to refer to them, what are some of the beliefs that drew you to them in particular? Not necessarily the myths or things around them, but the things that made you say, yeah, like I fit here. Um, Um, Empathy and helping all above all, helping others above all, excuse me. Yes. Uh, I'm uh, really rusty on the tenets. I I, I read them every once in a while and I'll go, I'll remember these. And then I never do. So that's why. No worries. I Uh, think what I gather about Satanism is it's it's not about like just this sort of creedal where we have to say the right words, um, belief system. Yes, but, it's it. But a funny thing that you said, and I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the funny no, thing go that, for it. The funny thing that you said was, you know, like you don't, we don't come out with, you know, like I did this and I did that jackets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I feel what Satanism has done is it's given a voice and a community to atheists, because mm. we don't believe in God. We don't believe a common misconception that Satanists believe in the devil and worship them. No, we do not. We do not believe in the devil. We do not believe in God. We believe in ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think there's a beautiful there's an aspect of that that I see in Islam as well. Uh, and I mentioned Islam, not from an insider perspective, making that disclaimer, but because I've been in this Abrahamic faiths class this semester, um, and I spent a full week in um, five hour a day, six days in a row discussion about the Abrahamic faiths, and I happens to be the only non-Muslim. But one of the beautiful things I learned about um, Islam is that there's actually an emphasis on self agency within that belief system. And I think that 
that maybe perhaps in some ways, um, you know, Satanism and Islam would share that sort of conversation around the value of and the responsibility of oneself to create or to bring about the things that they believe in in the world. I think that's um, one of the, you know, like the the satanic tenants are really cool. I think I might actually pull them up here uh, and have us read them in a second while- uh, while That's why I went like this. Yes, (laughs) Because I was about to pull them up. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to pull them up, we'll talk about that. Why Kindle kind of tells us what are some of the beliefs that drew drew them to their their faith practice. Um, The respect for all life. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up, most of my family's farmers. another family's nurses so we're very much into caring for others right and i've spent the last 25 years working special needs adults and kids mm. so um instead of being shunted to the side they've pretty much been the focus of my entire life mm-hmm. so respect um honoring the elements and our primary tenant for the wiccan read is and it harm none do what you will mm-hmm. so and as one of my favorite musicians says, it's not just a one say, yes, I'm redeemed or whatever you say mm-hmm. when you convert to Christianity. And it's like, no, it's a reaffirmation of your walk every day, every choice you make, every element. And fa- positive faith traditions, which is pretty much all of them, if it improves your life, mm-hmm. share a lot more than they'd like to think. <laughs> I agree 100%. And I was actually just saying, I was just thinking in my head of what I know of the satanic tenants, and I don't want to quote them because we're going to let Megan read them for us in a minute here. Um, But I I don't want to quote them because I don't want to misquote them. But there's a large amount of I misquote them um, all the time. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> it's there's a large amount of the tenants that focus on that personal agency and responsibility to bring about the change uh, the the world needs. And I I think that at their hearts, the Abrahamic faiths would see that as well. Um, Judaism is very much about from from my studies. Judaism. I hope my rabbi friend is watching. Uh, Judaism <laughs> is very much about creating and maintaining uh, shalom here and now. Right. It's there is no escape hatch. There's no eschatological escape hatch built into Judaism. It is do what needs to be done here and now. And I see that resonated in Islam. And I see that resonated in the satanic temple tenets. And I see that I'm hearing that resonated in the practice of Wicca. And I feel like in a lot of ways, Christianity is one of the belief systems, if you will, that is strayed the furthest from that daily affirmation, right? Because the daily affirmation in Christianity is take up your cross and, and, and daily repent so that you can go to heaven when you die, right? But but what what is happening here and now, you know? Do you have those, uh, I mean, you guys can feel free to throw in thoughts on what I say too, because like the sound of my voice is fun, but I hear it a lot, so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, Same, um, though. that's one of the things I have to, well, I'm choosing to educate my classmates and sadly, many of my professors about what Wicca is versus what they've been told it is. Right, right, right. Um, I'm actually had a long term conversation with the military chaplain candidate okay. about, um, dude, Google is a thing. Read it. Right. <laughs> Like, look it up, man. It's 2021. Like, look it up. 2021. Hate to break it to you, but the 
weighing of the heart is not a physical part of the funeral. Uh, I always <laughs> tell my husband, Google's free. It is it. free. It is zero dollars and zero cents. Yeah. You just have to sacrifice all of your personal debt. Dude. <laughs> so what? Yeah, <laughs> a little price. Right. Do you have those tenants pulled up by me? Oh, uh, I absolutely do. Yeah, let's check these out for a minute because if you have not heard the Satanic Temple tenants, I need you to get your listening ears on because you are about to learn something. <laughs> Um, one, one should strive and act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions, mm-hmm. which is one of the big things that they're doing as far as abortion and taxes. And mm-hmm. they're using the next tenant as a basis for that. If you belong to the satanic temple, they cannot tell you what to do. So number three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone, mm-hmm. which when I say that I'm proud of my church, church, I guess you could call it that. It, when yeah. I say that I'm proud of my religion for fighting that, I am absolutely 100% proud of my religion for fighting that. Yeah. Um, four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the pre- freedoms of another is to forego one's own. This is actually one of my favorite tenets. Yes. Because one of the things that drew me to satanism was you know like if what's the i can't remember it in christianity if you know like someone smacks you on the face you bear the other cheek or something like that turn the other cheek turn the other cheek yeah well like in anton LaVey's version it's if somebody you know smite you on smite you on one cheek smash them on the other Mm -hmm. which it to me like You can't sit there and let people take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. You don't turn the other cheek. And it's so easy for toxic people to take advantage of people yes. that follow that tenant. No, yeah. don't yeah, do there, that. There has to be a balance there between like, yes. I'm not going to seek you out willfully uh, to harm you, but I am also not going to become this doormat, which is sort of a negative aspect of Christian theology. That's yes. been used literally, I mean, Christians have used this idea to tell slaves they needed to be submissive to their to their owners. Like this mm-hmm. has been manipulated, and I I think there's a reclamation of that within the Satanic Temple tenets. Yes, and what it tells me is to stand up for yourself. Don't let people walk all over you. Yes. You you are 100% just in your reaction if you're getting treated negatively. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was one of the big draws as well. Absolutely. Um, but number five, the belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Wow, science, bro. Science, imagine that. Wow. You know who else likes science? The Muslims. The Muslims like science. I learned yes, this do. recently, actually. Yes, they so. do. Uh, I mean, the what was it? The li- No, it wasn't the Library of Alexandria. It was, um, it was a big library that was in uh, ancient time Mesopotamia, okay. I think. Yeah. Not even Mesopotamia. But there was a was huge it? Muslim one in Cordoba. Yes, yes. that's what I was thinking of. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they they collected information that they gathered from all around the world. And mm-hmm. who was it destroyed by? Take a guess. <laughs> I'm sorry for my people. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, like, um, I am 
currently I'm not going to school right now, but I want to go back. Um, I'm a math major. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, science is something that I can get behind. You know right. what I mean? Um, and that spoke volumes to me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there's two more. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Culpability. Yes. Imagine that. Right. In right. today's world, you right. know. Imagine that we're responsible for our actions. And then every tenet is a guiding principle designated or designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. This is, I, the first time I heard the satanic temple tenets, I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like naturally my logic brain tries to go to where those things fall out right which is actually why christians don't like me usually because my logic brain which who i truly believe is part of who i am cosmically right um i mm-hmm. am designed to take a belief and to push mm-hmm. up on the edges of it because how else do you really know what you believe what you say what you think unless you play it out to its further for this logical extent and when i played the satanic temple tenets out to their furthest logic extent i was like yeah those work you know what I mean? I think, do. I think there used to be like a, I also liked the smote, not less you be smoted uh, terminology from mm-hmm. some older satanic temple readings that I had found uh, mostly because yeah. the use of the word smote, but there is a level of reciprocity of responsibility. There's a level of agency and compassion and kindness and yes. justice are right up there. So like, really, if you want to compare the message of the satanic temple to the message of Jesus, they're getting pretty close here. Yes. Well, I mean, oh, you know, as far as what Jesus, like historic Jesus, right? Yes. Not, yeah. far, not, yeah. um, not American evangelical fandom. Oh my God. No. Oh my God. I, and actually going back to what you said about um, coming out as a mm-hmm. Satanist, um, mm-hmm. I had actually told somebody who was one of the first people that I told was a very dear friend of mine who mm-hmm. was part of a baptist church and when she told me that i was like oh you're real crazy then and you know she took it as a joke right you know and and i told her you know finally one day i was like hey um so i'm a satanist and mm-hmm. you know I, I accept you at your religion's value and i would hope that you would do the same of mine and she acted fine like okay yeah no i can accept that and we had a conversation about it right i've talked to her once since then and it's been three years Mm-hmm. that's disheartening it, it was very disheartening and I had tried to get a hold of her and she left me on red so I was like okay that's cool, cool. so you are your religion yeah. that's yep. yeah. that's sad yeah and, and, and we I were good think friends that- that brings up a salient point in terms of interfaith groups because people want to say they're interfaith, but I do not think that you can be passively interfaith. Much like you can't just be not racist, like that's not enough. You can't be passively interfaith because you're always going to operate from your perspective. That is part of the fallibility of the human condition. Um, Kindle, I'd really like to hear about this because you're. Literally- I was just 
I was just going to say, I'm sorry I've been eating so, oh. uh, so much time. Kendall, please speak. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, well, I hate like interrupting, is... and I'm used to listening, so. No, and I feel like this is perfect because you're in the thick of this, right, with what you're doing. You're literally being actively interfaith. And so I'd love to hear about sort of your perspectives on that and 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 how you've experienced, like, have you had a reaction like Megan was saying, or or what have you experienced? Because I feel like a lot of interfaith work is lip service these days. And at best, it's different kinds of Christians getting together and patting each other backs. And at worst, it's actually harmful. Actually, one of the projects I'm currently working on, it's actually going to be my thesis and probably my PhD project. But okay. um I put my name, I'm putting my name and my information along with my church and my supervising clergy, and we're leading um, basically information workshops for CPE programs for people who don't know CPE is uh, clinical pastoral education, which is a requirement for chaplains and MDiv students that want to be ordained across across all pretty much all real seminaries. Yeah, and it's also a requirement for the um, professional basically licensing for hospital and uh location chaplains yep um we've done and military too from what i've heard as well yep cpe hours are pretty much required for almost anything you really want to do as far as getting a license yeah there are places that will hire you without it but it doesn't look good right and having experience is a good and happy thing but we've had several workshops and with um a regional hospital in Ohio, um, which has children's hospital, adult hospital, a trans clinic. Okay. <laughs> and we've offered resources of here, here's what you need to do for Wiccan um, consumers. That's the term I'm used to. So consumers, right. clients, patients, whatever right. term your situation uses. Um, and I've basically put my name out for my classmates me and two other people in my cohort are the only non-christians out of 30 people okay um right. which is not a huge example <laughs> right but most people are still like you're pagan at a christian seminary what <laughs> <laughs> and they just don't like understand you get... how they can Sorry. coexist so like they can, it, that can happen yeah it's been a lot of for lack of another term but code switching to try and do things luckily Eilif is also incredibly liberal mm -hmm. I mean we had a body and sexuality in the Hebrew Bible class last year we had um mm -hmm. queering early Christianity and your kitty my kitty that is a topic very close to my heart queering early Christianity that may be a focal point of my thesis work <laughs> yeah do you feel like you get demonized for that what for From being a Wiccan in a Christian seminary? Yeah, like, do you feel like, um, like how most I was of describing? my classmates and the staff? Not really. There have unfortunately been a few, like the chaplain candidate I pointed out earlier, and there's been several that go, "You're Wiccan. <laughs> what are you doing here?" I'm like, "Uh, same thing you are. <laughs> yeah, like same exact thing. Like <laughs> getting my MDiv. <laughs> yeah, absolutely." Do you, have you run into, at least in your educational setting, have you run into more, more um, like sort of questions than really like, um, you know, like obstinance? A lot of it's questions because most of my classmates are also older than I am. Mm -hmm. Many of them have served a full time in the military. Others have had 
a full career. One of them's a surgeon. One of them uh, is actually a pet chaplain, <laughs> which I think is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is, there is, that's an interesting part about um, sort of training in religious, in the religious world at this point, is that the religious world has kind of put up barriers to people that don't already have a pre-existing career joining the religious profession, because the cost of seminary is exorbitantly high. Um, there's all these thoughts about who can go and who cannot go, when really people like Megan, people like you, people like myself are the ones that need to be in these places, because otherwise, you just end up with a cloistered situation that's sort of out of touch with reality right but we need to be actively engaging in these interfaith spaces to in order to change things i think yeah and one of the reasons i chose Eilish is because of the leader of the pastoral uh counseling program which is carrie doring okay um who pretty much her entire career has been interfaith work pastoral work moral stress ptsd okay um and figuring out how to work with that across faith guidelines, uh, faith like traditions and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like fit it to the person you're working with. It doesn't matter whether or not you believe in what they believe in. Absolutely. It doesn't, it really doesn't. You, you are just there to provide spiritual care. Spiritual is not religious. No. <laughs> if you want religious, oh. you go to your faith tradition, but not the hospital and not the chaplain. Exactly. And I think that's why I really wanted to have both, the part of why I wanted to have both of you folks on here today is just because like, these are real valid, valuable, and fully formed belief systems that need no outside um, attestation of valid, you know, validation, right? Like, and we need to be able to have a more competent interfaith conversation that goes beyond is like Abrahamic faiths. And that really is coming to the table um, to understand, you know, our differences. Yep, we should we should talk about the differences, but we should also be able to talk about what we what we major on. And I mean like, I mean, like you have both said things that I guarantee people wouldn't have known about Wicca or Satanism before this conversation. I, I, Absolutely. I, just, I think that's very, very necessary. Um, I want to point, I want to turn towards this sort of other idea. And my question is, why do you think that, um, what, what's sort of one thing that you as a singular member of, member of a belief system, but what is something that you wish that the world understood more about your system, religion, spirituality, however we want to identify it. Like we're talking about, a, you know, we're talking about a group of beliefs of people that believe similar things. What do you, what is something that you wish that people understood that goes beyond the sort of spooky, um, you know, Halloween uh, caricature of people who happen to believe in your traditions? Um, as far as Wicca, we do not do all of the stuff you were told as horror stories when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you don't dance around naked in the woods? Not most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything in the time and location, but no. We wear robes. We <laughs> have a ritual circle right outside our retreat center that can be seen from the road. Mm -hmm. Pretty clear proof that we're not dancing around naked. Right, um, right. <laughs> and no, we're not old. all old witches. Yes, male witches are witches and followers of Wicca. Um, let's see. 
And yes, there are trans and non-binary witches. <laughs> yes. Now, quick question, just to circle back, and then we'll come back, come over to you, Megan, for this question. But so you had mentioned that Wicca is more of the belief system and witchcraft. In your understanding, Wicca is more of the belief system and witchcraft is more of the practice. Is there an extreme divergence of the two? Like, would would you say that they're separate belief systems, or would you say that they're sort of um, like two sides of a same coin, at least in your practice and experience? The soundbite version is that practice and the faith can be very bound together it can be very desperate okay disparate um not desperate yeah um words <laughs> words, are good. words are good but i mean for some people the faith has its own structure depending on your culture depending on the group you practice with depending on your own interaction with the divine mm -hmm. uh with others it is very family tradition history of this 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 or like many of the people on tiktok this is what i figured out for myself here's how i'm going right. to do it <laughs> right right i think that's something that i've noticed particularly with with conversations in and around witchcraft as well is that it can be culturally or familially um moored instead of necessarily looking for like uh, an institution right to moor it it can be more uh, can be like more akin to connected to spaces and 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 people groups and lineages as opposed to looking for sort of an outside overarching force mm -hmm. right on that's definitely and, been my um, experience oh what'd you say that's definitely been my experience because i mean i grew up in south carolina so we had the appalachians we had the seacoast we had all the other traditions that are basically a melting pot in south carolina for sure <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you have a lot of coinciding sort of socioeconomic factors there that would affect you. So, uh, Megan, what's something that you wish that people knew um, that kind of goes beyond the sort of demonized, caricaturized, like a uh, Halloween version of your belief system? We don't sacrifice animals. <laughs> we don't do human sacrifice. Most right. of us have animals and humans that we love and we keep them around. Weird. I, I mean, I, that, that, that's been, that's been actually something that's been brought up to me. Like, uh -huh. well, don't you have animals? Like, yeah, I have. Huh? What? Yeah. What kind of a question is that? Like, right. like, that's actually something that's been directed at me. And I, like, I honestly was little bit insulted yeah yeah absolutely a little bit i was like maybe you should pick up a book yeah at this yeah. point um animals oh, that's adorable does that cat not have a tail no it got run over oh my god uh, andy come here magical kitty um <laughs> yeah no actually i love animals i absolutely love animals um yeah. And that's and, not a, that's in no way conflicts with your belief system. No. Now, now I have a big question here. I have a big question. I'm really excited to hear what both of you have to say about this because my thought process on this has been ever evolving for the past, like, let's say about 12 years or so since I started sort of deconstructing from Christianity. Nothing will make you figure out what you believe faster than your faith system telling you you don't exist, you're not valid, and you're going to spend eternity in eternal conscious torment. <laughs> but are you um, talking about our fall from Christianity at this point? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I want to talk to you guys about um my my sort of question is um, you know, 
Satan, hell, right? Like these are two concepts that people um, are very sure are a given and they are completely ubiquitous if you look them up in the Abrahamic texts. Um, but I've been reading, doing a lot of reading, um, you know, and my reading stemmed from Judaism because I decided if I was going to learn outside of my tradition, I needed to start with, with that which was closest to me. So um, Judaism and then Islam, um, and then I can start to broach broader topics in a real deep study, right? But in Judaism, there's no Satan. Nope. There's, there's no big angry guy sitting in a magma nope. filled room cackling and waiting for me to come be subjected to eternal conscious torment. Um, there is a largely Christian thing that thank it, it, you. It, it comes from Christianity. It's yep. that when you act up, that's bad. We're in like, say Satanism, if you act up, you deal with the consequences of you acting up. Mm -hmm. You don't go to hell you deal with the living consequences of what's yes. going to happen to you. You Absolutely. fuck around, then you find out. Then like, you find out, yeah. What would a Wiccan take on like sort of uh, this idea of Satan and hell be? I think you and I had previously discussed that hell is basically the stolen name of a Norse goddess. Yes, let's yes. Let's, um, let's talk about that a little bit. Loki's who daughter. I actually have tattooed on my arm. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Do, 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 do. Just Kindle and I may have been prepping for this conversation for several months. It's fine. It's it's cross social media platforms. It's good to go. Yeah, I don't know how much you can see because it's still bandaged, but oh, I awesome! Mean, like fresh, right on there. No, the portrait of Odin above her is fresh, but the bandage <laughs> goes over. But gotcha. I mean, Hell is one of the Norse afterlives. Mm. Um, Helheim is her realm, mm -hmm. which is frozen and covered in apple orchards. You can't even get that right. <laughs> <laughs> but like people freak when they see my tattoo. They freak when they see the Norse runes on my leg. Um, or they get shocked because I pass as a white male. Right, um, right, right. But especially this time of year, we're getting ready for Samhain, which is when the, our ancestors come back and visit us. Mm -hmm. And she's a lady of the underworlds or afterlife. So it's very interesting right now. And there's no eternal punishment. She provides apples for everyone in her realm. That's mm -hmm. not torment. No, not eternal conscious torment. I think that I've heard it said before, and I will absolutely say this again and again, because I know it makes people angry, but it's so true. Christians are the original Satanists, right? Like Christians are the ones that are like, but they're not the fun, cool Satanists. No, 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 no. But no, they're like, no. that's that's the wagon that we're hooking our horse to, right? Yeah. And running with. Mm -hmm. But what do you think? Why do you think that people are so quick to associate a literal Satan and a literal hell with religions other than Christianity when Christianity is the main purporter of this sort of beliefs? Because they're taking their beliefs and applying it to literally any other belief system because people can't have a belief system of their own. They need to shut up. Listen, I have a belief system and I'm going to impose it on you, with, which is largely, largely what I have grown up with, what I have experienced with a lot of Christians is very pushy, very, no, you're wrong. This is wrong. This is very wrong of you. 
And this is something that I've dealt with. And it I, I've dealt with a lot of hatred towards Christians mm-hmm. because of this. And uh, in the beginning, when I was like, hey, my mom was really cool. She let me do a whole lot of things, you know, she let this me is where it comes back. to church. Yeah. This is where yeah. it comes back around. Absolutely. Because now my mom is involved with an evangelical church of which I'm not going to name. Uh, I have no clue who it could be. She has said some really inflammatory things to me and my husband. She has told me that she doesn't trust foreigners because they're coming over to enact Sharia law. She has told me that she doesn't trust what the media says because it's run by Jews. And I have looked at her and like, and I grew up largely in a conservative family that was also very racist. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to be able to tell myself, hey, racism's kind of fucked up, mm-hmm. isn't it? It took yep. me a long time to deprogram from that. Same. And I, I spent a lot of time being like, ah, I'm racist, you know? And then like coming back and like looking at things that I did and things that I said, I'm like, wow, I was fucking terrible. Yeah, I was a like, horrible person. I was complicit. Why would I do that? Yeah. yeah, I was absolutely complicit. So it, I feel like her falling into this church where maybe these are the things that they say, mm-hmm. it's easy for her to fall back into those racist overtones. Yes. And I feel like that is a lot of what a, like modern churches bring to the table. And that is something that I cannot abide by anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't, if you can't tell, I'm like really angry right now. No, but, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I thank but, you for your vulnerability. Cause it's never easy to talk about parent stuff, you know, but she also like, you know, like this one day I had lost something that was really dear to me. And she, and instead of saying, well, hang on, I'm going to help you look for it. You know, I had been like turning the house upside down for like three days. Mm -hmm. She said, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray to the saint of lost things to help you find it. And I turned around and I fucking lost it. I was like, how does this fucking help me in the here and now that does nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel and then like when I found it. It was just more of a thing saying, well, I prayed to this person. Oh gosh. So like it's and you gotta verify it. their belief system. And it's self-verification, like, right? No, I, I just opened my eyes and moved a thing and there it was. There it, it was, was me. Yeah. I did it. I put yeah. it there too. Me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you I think have... about this, Kindle? Instead of saying be really original Satanist, and it's not because of that, it's just because of how loaded the word is. Yeah. The one I'm going to use is not much better, but Christians are the original colonizers. Mm-hmm. They started in the Middle East, and they basically went section by section, watched the development of the idea of Satan mm-hmm. across the world. Okay, he has goat horns. Hmm, they were in Greece at the time, and Rome. What mm-hmm. gods had goat horns? They get to the Celtic realms. Oh, gee, now he has antlers. Now he has dark skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. The um, uh, Celtics were actually made to stop believing in, I don't remember what the name of their god was, but they were actually made to stop believing or they had to reinvent that god because of the fact that they that god had horns. Yeah, Kern, and when Her- Christianity, Kernunos, Hearn. Uh, yeah, I think it was something like that. I had to do a project on it in um, Irish culture. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things that I found fascinating was when the Christians came in, they were like, you can't worship this God anymore. 
So you st- you still will find like facades of this god, um, places in Ireland, but mm-hmm. there's no horns on it, and that's just part of that like real old timey, real real old timey satanic panic that yeah. was swept through the swept through the world with old uh, Christian religions. Well, was- how many of the saints have attributes like Saint Bridget? She was an iron worker and a goldsmith and the leader of her own convent when women weren't allowed to be leaders. Hmm, Hmm. Sounds like goddess Bridget to me. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. I think it's you, what you mentioned about the this sort of tracing of the spread of this the story of Satan is really interesting to me because you can see this sort of globalization of the need for an eschatological boogeyman. Like we mm-hmm. need an escape go, we need a, a way to other. And so when you travel and you colonize and you take your faith and then you push it on these other people, you, you create this image of a boogeyman man and if you don't join us you are subject to this boogeyman and you you have to be a part of the group or you're going to burn or freeze I mean, the original forever. meaning of pagan was just country dweller and heathen people mm. who live in the heath but mm-hmm. those were become insults for people who weren't christian absolutely yeah and you can see the spread of that and and i when it comes to christianity I feel like I'm that guy that's got to come get their crazy drunk uncle from the family reunion, right? They're like, Leo, your people are acting up again, right? Like, I feel this responsibility because um, to me, my the last 12 years of my life is spent figuring out why did any of that matter? You know what I mean? What, what, what did I grow up with and how does it matter at all in the world? And I, I a lot of... Um, a lot of things I do right now because, uh, you know, to turn uh, to turn an exorcism phrase, but my faith compels me. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to figure out what's left when you pull apart the wreckage of that colonization and appropriation at, that we see with the spread of Christianity. Um, because you don't see that from Judaism, right? They don't recruit. I mean, if you look at percentages of Christians versus Muslims versus Jews in the world, Christians and Muslims have significant percentages, but Jews don't, they don't proselytize because you don't even have to be a Jew to believe in Judaism, right? May I? Yeah, go. Slavery, slavery isn't legal. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. No. Do you need me to do you need me to explain that a little bit? Yeah, more? go for it. Yeah, they they don't take slaves that they can say you believe this or you die. Mm-hmm. So proselytizing became a need once yeah. slavery was no longer a thing. Absolutely. That that's my belief. Yeah. That's where I see it in terms of history. And you can tell me that I'm wrong, but that's you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you can. It's allowed. Right. Right. <laughs> also, just think thing. about that's the, the setup of slavery. The only day they had off was to go to church. Right, right. Exactly. And there are so many ties to there are so many ties to demonizing others and mm-hmm. and suppressing others and hogging the religious conversation and holding moral superiority. And I think it's really important that we kind of critically approach that and we realize that I, Satanists are people 
who uh, formed a community around things that they believed. And fundamentally, that's what Christians did. And fundamentally, that's what Wigan, Wiccans did. And that's what, you know, all of these people have done this. And whether or not there's a central location of worship doesn't matter. It's a belief system. And we need to demystify and, and rehumanize people who are different than us if we're going to move together in a world to be a productive society. I, I mean, that's my assertion. You know what I mean? That's kind of why I'm here. So, Especially since we don't have the divisions geographically or anything else that we used to have. People yes. can't say those people over there. Those people are five feet away from me. Exactly. In the next apartment, in the yep. building next door, on the next street. We're yep. a world society now. Yes, it's not yes, like exactly. it used to be. Yep, with the interconnectedness the that, that technology brings us and yes. where we are at in the modern world, it is imminently important that we begin to, or rather stop demonizing people who are not the same as us. Because if we continue to do that, the world will crack under the weight of that amount of hate and the fractures will become deeper and it will be our undoing. Absolutely. Just like some of the situations we're dealing with now. No, you can't do that. I mean, I was chased out of my undergrad and told mm -hmm. I wouldn't be allowed to teach because I was pagan. Mm -hmm. And that's at a state university. So uh, that's the a class lawsuit waiting to happen. Not for the 80s, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yeah. not in South Carolina. But yeah. that, that would have been about the point where I stood up and been like, oh, try it. Like, <laughs> I'm always looking for a fight as far as shit like that goes. Right, as far like as justice. religious rights go and everything yeah. like that. If somebody, well, now you I would have gotten all up in people's faces, but yeah. I got back at them. We had a pagan student group at USC for five years. Ooh, I don't see? know if it's still there, but hey. <laughs> you know what and little steps like that are important is to organize and find your voice and do stuff like that yes. in order to you know let people know that like we are here yep mm -hmm. we're not the same as you right we're here and that's fine yeah yeah i mean we participate in every other thing a student group was expected to do flyers to the football games everything else and people are like you're pagan i'm like yeah oh. <laughs> newsflash we're here exactly to be it's called religious freedom exactly mm -hmm. and that that is the real meaning of the first amendment if we want to go there you know what i mean it's it's not the right to create a christian theocracy it's the right for us to all exist mm -hmm. and to have freedom in public space to exist to have a voice and to work for the safely. better of the world yes yes safely <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys really, you bring me around to the point that I had hoped to wrap up with, and I'd love to hear each of your responses from this. Um, so if you, if one of you needs a second to think, feel free to field which order you want to answer this in. But okay. what do you think um, that we can do in the world today to, to uh, remove that demonization of people who are different to create space in the public sphere for all voices to have a representation in the conversation and to ultimately um, become better neighbors. And I, I'd love to hear sort of maybe what your faith tradition tells you um, in terms of how that solution comes about. You can go, Kendall. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> that one, that one. If, says, you, if you if you need the time to think about it, I'll, I'll go. Oh, I, I have an idea. I'm just trying to figure out how to phrase it in a way that people who might have an issue with my faith to start with would understand. But basically, 
we need to be able to have conversations like this, like on this podcast, like the webinars we do for the CPE programs, like the programs we offer for various other things through my church. Mm -hmm. um, and educate people because like one of my classmates we've been in classes together for four years mm -hmm. i'm one of the only two pagans she knows and she lives in florida <sighs> i'm like you okay <laughs> <laughs> don't get out much do you right 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 yeah she's like i think it's the fact that we're open about being pagan and we're also open about if you have questions ask us mm -hmm. We will tell you what we understand and you can ask five other pagans and probably get five other answers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but having spaces for education, for communication, um, I mean, I literally wear my faith on my arms mm -hmm. and on my chest, much like you. Mm -hmm. And pretty much all over my car. But... <laughs> coming out is a thing people shouldn't have to come out about things that make their lives better mm -hmm. and the more demystifying literally that we do the better for everyone mm -hmm. because when i tell people we have a wiccan church here in town that's been here for multiple years over 10 i'm pretty sure people are like we have what right <laughs> right like yeah it's right outside of town <laughs> Yeah. 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 So we absolutely, I, I think you're correct. We do have to do that. And uh, we can't always leave that on the shoulders of minority groups either. Um, we need to, especially people with social capital and privilege need to stand up and say, this voice needs to be heard. Listen, you know what I mean? And uh, especially in small towns, sometimes um, people with privilege do need to take the microphone and that's okay. That's how privilege works. Privilege is not bad until you hoard it. Um, so we need to share that privilege and we need to use whatever intersections of privilege we have to widen the conversation. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that thought, my friend. Uh, Megan, what, what's your thought on the question? Um, my thought is that talking to people like that needs to happen. Like when people like name call me, it's not, it doesn't, why get angry at that point? At mm -hmm. that point, you need to sit down and have a conversation with them. Like what about me makes you feel so angry mm -hmm. that you need to lash out? Mm -hmm. And it's having a conversation with somebody much like I like to have conversations with people about that are different from me politically because uh -huh. I want to know why they think the way they, they think. Uh -huh. Try to get, you know, inside their head a little bit. Uh -huh. And not to change it by all means, but if- Just to understand, yeah. Yeah, just, just to understand. Um, my best friend is, um, my best friend is gay. Uh -huh. And he is somebody that when I told him like, yeah, I'm a Satanist. He was like, girl, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> and it was something that just made me feel so good inside. Right. And it's right. one of those things that I'll always remember is yeah. because I dealt with no backlash. Now yeah. his mother is also a Catholic, like grew up in Catholic churches, like very much a Catholic woman. And when I came out and I told her that 
you know, I was a Satanist. I was also very drunk at the time, but I stood outside her car when she came to pick him up and I talked her fucking ear off. Let me tell you. (laughs) And she is like totally cool with it. And it was that conversation that allowed me that allowed her to see me to see satanism in a different light than oh well you know they just sacrifice animals and humans and do all that shit and it's 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 basically having a conversation with somebody it's breaking down the walls of that like here i like i'm hiding behind this wall where i think you're wrong it's breaking down that wall and it's telling them like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be afraid of me we can yeah. have I'm the same person that you've always known. Yes. I love I that. Don't, I don't believe in anything. It's yeah. fine. It's but fine. It, like I, I, you- I don't I don't believe in shit. I, I just got a nice club for it. We call ourselves <sighs> Satanists. Yeah. <laughs> you might not be a deist, but I certainly think you have some good moorings there, especially if you look at, <laughs> um, but I think that I think that's really true. Like if you look at uh, a lot of the great historical conflicts that we've seen in the world, um, you know, from apartheid, uh, from the nor- North Ireland and South Ireland, uh, you know, Protestant Catholic conflicts, uh, current day Israeli-Palestinian conflicts, um, so much of what really works to break down hatred and uh, to break down hatred is to create community conversations and to follow them up with interpersonal conversations because it's much harder to hate someone whose face you know, right? Yeah. Um, mm. And I think that that's what we need to do. And I think that, that is, the onus of that really does fall, especially on the people with social capital. Um, and a lot of times those are straight, white, male, conservative Christians. And, uh, but we need people with social capital to stand up and say, I'm going to cash it in on this. I'm going to cash it in on this fact that we make sure that other voices are heard, respected, and welcomed. And I think that that's what we need to do in this world right now to move forward. So I have to say thank you so much, friends. I really appreciate your participation. I appreciate your presence. And I appreciate all of the conversations that we've had that have gone into this one conversation. Um, for folks who are watching, you might not know this, but there's been, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes to make conversations happen, including an, an, an inordinate amount of TikToking, which is how I found Kindle, um, or Kindle found me rather. Um, but I have to say thank you to uh, each of you for coming. And thank you to everybody who's watching um, the effort that goes into this is worth it because we know that this message is getting out there. So I appreciate your presence on this group. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and, um, I will see everybody back. I think next Monday is my next scheduled conversation. I will check with my social media manager right now. They don't know. So I'll post it on the page. But uh, I appreciate your support in terms of watching, in terms of coming onto the show, uh, and in terms of liking and sharing this on social media, because that'll make a huge difference. If you're interested in what we're doing on conversations and you would like to help out, you could please uh, visit our Patreon, which I'll post in the comments here. Um, And we're trying to raise money to be more accessible currently, to be able to provide captioning services for individuals who who would need them. So uh, that's a way you can help out. Either like, share, comment, or drop drop some cash on Patreon. Patreon or do all of the above totally up to you just don't sacrifice your children for me because that's what none of us are about 
I'd just like no, to no, clear no, that no. up. <laughs> before I before I become more of a bug light or whitewashed, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good time to go. I don't know what's going on. On that note, right we will end. Thank you so much, friends. Everybody have a great night. Bye. Bye. This has been the Conversations Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. If you have any questions or comments or just want to get involved, feel free to join the conversation on social media. You can find us at Conversations Official on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please don't forget to rate, follow, and share this podcast. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining the conversation.